Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Brooklyn to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom from beautiful Brooklyn. And I am on a um, five-day uh, tour for Hebron uh, with uh, the Director General of the Jewish Community of Hebron, Uri Karzen. And we have been, he was in Chicago beforehand, we've been in... Uh, and everywhere just a little bit, so please don't get your feelings hurt. I've even thinking maybe I shouldn't even say where we've been because we really were a, a very, very focused and didn't get a chance to schmooze at all, not even close with all of our friends uh, around the world, but we were in all kinds of places, including Colorado and Florida for a little bit, uh, San Francisco, and now in New York and Brooklyn, and on the way home tomorrow night for Rosh Hashanah, for the Shabbat right before Rosh Hashanah. I'm looking forward to coming home. But in the meantime, uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of Torah coming out of Brooklyn uh, and bringing us to the Holy Land. It's actually there's a few verses in our parsha, our, our Torah portion this week, which are just exactly perfect for the issue of coming home to the Holy Land from Holy Brooklyn. Uh, so we'll be talking about that in just a second. I want to dedicate today's show to uh, Leah Batfega, my mother-in-law, uh, Leah Bat Mordechai and Fega. Uh, who passed away now 13 years ago on today on today's date and uh, today's show is dedicated to Leah or Lorianne Bernath and uh, she is missed and she is loved and she is remembered we had a beautiful kiddush this year uh, in her honor and uh, we felt her soul um, just really enjoying that so uh, it's a um, uh, it's a it's a special thing in our family to remember uh, Leah Batfega. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me, and let's get to some of the wonderful verses as, as uh, usual, because uh, there's so much to talk about in these Torah portions. I've just picked out a few. I'm also alone today, uh, so I just want to talk about a few verses. One of the verses that I want to talk about is, uh, we're in the Torah portion of Nitzavim, which is in the uh, book of Devarim, Deuteronomy. Nitzavim means uh, we are all standing today in front of God, and the first verse, which is uh, strangely verse number 9, Chapter 29, it says, All of you are now standing before God, and, uh, and, uh, and you're going to enter the covenant. One of the big themes in this week's Torah portion is that it's not just you who's standing here today, it's also further generations who have not been born yet, and you're all standing, even if you, even you, this generation that Moshe is talking to, you may have not stood at Mount Sinai. Um, however, it's it's a it's a it's a call to all souls, including by the way souls of converts who come into our, our peoplehood. Uh, you're standing today before God, um, and you're you're coming into a covenant. But I want to add also, you're standing kulchem, which is your whole self, your whole self. You gotta serve God with the good and with the bad. You take the good, you take the bad. And there you have the facts of life. You gotta, you gotta understand that that's the way to serve God. You gotta be able to serve God with with your wholeness, uh, with also your evil inclination, even the bad inclination that doesn't want to serve God. That's the one that you have to really uh, channel and, and make sure that you serve God properly. And here, here's properly with both of your inclinations. Here's what the Baal Shem Tov says. He says on the uh, statement within uh, the ethics of our fathers that says that says. Um, uh, who is a hero who is heroic, heroic one that captures 
his soul, his evil inclination. Kuveshet Yitzor, he captures his inclination. So the, so the Baal Shem Tov says, what does it mean it should have said to, to destroy your evil inclination? He says, but in truth, destroying your evil inclination is not a big deal. Everybody understands that the evil inclination is bad and it wants to take you away from the good path. Says the Baal Shem Tov, no, the key is not to destroy your evil inclination. It's to harness it. It's to, it's to, it's to control it. And it's to actually use its gigantic strengths. Uh, because, because the dark side of us also has a lot of power. And to channel it in the right direction. That's a big, that's a big Jewish uh, piece of info. Which is that you're not supposed to destroy your evil inclination. You have to harness it. And uh, I'm not sure I know exactly what that means totally, uh, but I've read it also in secular books where it says uh, a person who can overcome his kind of deficiencies and obstacles is strong, but a person who can utilize his deficiencies and, and, and obstacles is very strong. Uh, and, I, and I'd love to hear from you to think about how do we, how do we harness uh, our inclinations that are negative in the service of God. That's a powerful thing. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the kind of uh, classic explanation of that is, is if you have a murderous tendency, so become a, show, a shochet, uh, a slaughterer or a ritual slaughterer or, or a moel, you know, that kind of thing, which is to really channel that kind of inclination. So that's one way of thinking about it. Um, but there's a lot of power there. So, the whole, the whole package of who you are has to stand in front of God. Let's keep going to some of the other verses that I've marked out for you. I skipped a little bit in the beginning, but then, oh, this is a, one of the most famous uh, verses, which is, Hanistarot the hidden things of this world, the hidden things of this universe, that's for God. But the, but the revealed things are for us and for our children for eternity. To do the, to fulfill the words of this Torah. Friends, this is actually quite important for the ones amongst us who are more existentially inclined. People who are existentially inclined sometimes uh, get depressed and ask questions that are, are unanswerable because we really will not know the deepest truth about what God is. And sometimes children do these things, and it's very important to, I always try to stress that it's very good to ask a question, but it's also good to know that you may not get the answer. It's hidden. It's, it, there are certain things that are hidden from us, friends. And God says to us, and the Torah says to us, and Moshe Rabbeinu says to us, certain things are not going to be revealed to you. You have to accept that, that not everything is going to be revealed to you. And that's part of the game. We are His creations. He is not our creation. And that's, by the way, my interpretation on the phrase that, that, that God tells us that He created us in His image. What does that mean? I'm not exactly sure. But I know that, it, that it, it, to me it means... He created me in his image. I don't create him in my image. He's basically saying, look, in one way or another, I've created you with a soul or in other ways, you are like me. But just so you know, I'm not like you. You cannot try to box me in or limit me in your image, mankind. That's a very important thing to understand. The difference between uh, him making us in his image, which is, is the service of God. We are created in his image, we have to come closer to him. As opposed to, we create him in our image, which is idolatry. Which is that he looks like us, which he thinks like us, that we can understand him, that we can contain him. 
as though you can do, you know, learn psychology of another human, you can also learn psychology of God and somehow contain him or understand, you know, what he's up to. That's not the way it works. Uh, and that's what this verse is really about. And it's telling you something that's actually, there's a lot of depth to, to, to this phrase, and it's got these special dots over the words um, that, uh, that, that everybody kind of knows that, that it's a special kind of phrase in the Bible. The Bible signals to you that it's a special phrase. But there's also a very simple way to understand it, which is the secrets, they belong to God. And by the way, you can study the secrets. You could study the Kabbalah, or you could study science and learn about the secrets of how God created the world. You're allowed to study the secrets, but you're not going to penetrate God to the end. You're not going to contain him. He contains you, but you don't contain him. And that's, that's a very important thing. And uh, to, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a, um, basic, fundamental, I would call it meta-thought, you have to understand, you exist in, in God's world. He does not exist in your world. He does not bend to your, you know, to your inclinations. You try to bend to his. On the other hand, it does tell us that if you try to uh, uh, um, uh, contort your will to fit his will, he will make his will like your will. But really what that probably means, probably what that really means is that uh, your will will really become more like his will. In any case, uh, a great phrase to, to certainly consider. The next a set of, uh, of um, uh, there's like a paragraph here that is just like so fundamental, and it's really so good to read it uh, in Brooklyn. It's so good to read it in Brooklyn. I was just in synagogue right now, and I said Kaddish for my mother-in-law, Aleya Shalom. Uh, and then we, you know, it's great to be here in Brooklyn, but still, God says, I'm going to ingather you. And he says that in the Torah. He says, when you do tshuva, when you return to me, I'm going to return you to the land of Israel. And not only am I going to return you, I myself am going to return. Right? And it says, Hashem is going to return your remnant and he's going to uh, be merciful to you. And he's going to return and he's going to ingather your exiles from all the nations which he has spread you out there. And guess what? It's doesn't say, uh, uh, it doesn't say v'yashiv, that he will return. It doesn't say v'shav, it says v'shav, and Rashi explains, he too shall return. He is with us in exile, and he will come home with us to the land of Israel. That's where he wants to be, that's where his home is. And so the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, uh, uh, something that I heard Rabbi Mike Foyer say, on his show, which I think is very true, which is, it's of biblical proportions. The coming of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, it's of biblical proportions, right? Um, so, uh, not only are we coming back, but it is God himself who is coming back to the land of Israel. Think about that. Think about that. God himself is, has been with us in the exile, and he's coming back home. And then, I was on an airplane, a small airplane, uh, this week, and uh, I was exactly thinking about doing some repentance about some stuff that I had in my heart about me. And then I read this verse. Even if your um, remnant or your, your, your kind of uh, thrown, the, 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 the part of the nation that is kind of thrown away, that is cast away, is going to be, even if the castaway is going to be at the edge of the skies, 
the edge of the heavens, from there Hashem will gather you, and from there Hashem your God will take you. And I thought to myself, your, your, uh, this could be understood literally, which is Hashem is going to ingather the people. But also if you have a sin, you have a sin out there, that's your nidach, that's your kind of um, something negative that has been uh, spread out there, uh, that has been put out there. You kind of want to ingather that, you want to ingather that shameful thing and, and bring it in and kind of wash that clothes that's been hung to dry for everybody to see. So even if your sin is way out in the heavens, far away, and kind of for all to see, and you're embarrassed about it, or maybe it's hard for you to, 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 to reel it back in and to, to, to fix it and come down off the tree and all these metaphors, Hashem, can, when you do tshuva, Hashem will take that thing which seems unattainable to you, uh, and He can fix that. Uh, and, and then it says, Hashem is going to bring you to the land. Hashem your God is going to bring you to the land which your forefathers inherited it. And you will inherit it. And He's going to do good for you and He's going to make you large more even. He's going to grow you even more than your forefathers. And then it has the famous verse Hashem is going to circumcise your heart but within that there's the acronym of Elul right Et Levavcha Et Levav which is the acronym of Elul and Elul is the month that we're in now the month of Teshuvah the month of repentance we're in that moment right now and I was in the skies thinking about repentance and, and this verse came to me you know even if your sin is at the edge of the sky, even if you're a sinner, that you're at the edge of the sky. And I just like laughed because I was like, I'm in the sky. Can, can, you, can you bring me down safely from this and let me come back uh, and serve you in purity and cleanliness and, and, uh, and uh, um, really renewed, a renewed sense? That's what Rosh Hashanah is. That's the gift of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's renewal. It's cleansing. It cleanses your spirit. And it's, uh, it's something that is the greatest gift in the world. Tshuva is the greatest gift in the world. The, er, er, the erasure of the past, even, even more than erasure, the turning of the past, uh, the past mistakes into actually something that led you to, to repent and to turn those sins even to pluses because that's what led you towards the path of tshuva. Thank you, Hashem, for tshuva. That is one of the greatest gifts uh, and, and really that's the way our rabbis understand it is that it is itself a gift the path of tshuva is a gift having tshuva, having the ability to do tshuva is a gift uh, and later on it'll also say in, um, uh, in verse 12 of chapter 30 uh, it is not the, the Torah and the ability to get close to God is not in the heavens saying, somebody might say mi shamaima Who's going to go up to heavens and, and bring it to us? And bring it down to us. And, and he'll, he'll make it hurt for us and we'll do it. Um, um, it's, it's, not, it's not in heaven. It's not, it's not just heavenly, right? That's the secrets that we talked about before. No, God has given us a Torah. He's given us a way to live it. A way to live it. And that's, that's the book saying it. I'm really, I'm really not even, I'm, I'm just kind of explaining what the book is telling you. It's like, remember, it's not in heaven. I'm telling you, I'm God. I'm telling you, it's not just in heaven. It's, it's, it's on this earth. It's, it's living it. Uh, it's doable. 
There is a holy land. The, the, you know, how many people do I meet saying, I've never been to, to the land of Israel and I really want to go. And they talk about it as though it's some kind of like, and I really want Messiah. I really want Mashiach. I'm just like, hey, just get on, get on the bus, Gus. Uh, it's like not, don't make it into a big deal. Don't make it into an impossibility. It's something that you could just, just, just break out of constraints and pay the money and get on that plane. Uh, and you could do it. You could come to the real Holy Land. Only, all I mean to say is it's not some kind of mystical or mythical object. It's attainable. The Torah is also attainable. How many people have I seen throughout the years who've gotten closer to Torah and have learned so, so much and have become so proficient, so learned, and so, so deep in their connection to God through the connection of the Torah. The Torah is a gift of knowledge and of real-life action. By the way, I do want to mention that uh, Uri Karzan, who was with me on this uh, trip, uh, you know, what an amazing Jew, but really what, what was awesome on this trip is that out of nowhere, he said to me, we, one day we had to pray kind of in our hotel rooms, he says to me, did you hear a shofar today? I said, no. He takes out a shofar. And just that the, the Jew from the land of Israel that brings with him a shofar and blows it throughout uh, the, the exile I think is really about the gathering of the exiles and, and about tshuva. Notice, by the way, tshuva, there's a shofar blowing in gathering of the exiles. Shofar blowing, destroying our enemies and beating them in a godly war. Shofar blowing, receiving the Torah. Shofar blowing, okay? Because these, these are all concepts that are absolutely related. Uh, they're about getting to the big stuff, and dropping behind, uh, dropping, dropping off all the little stuff and getting to the big stuff of what this world is really, really about. Uh, let's just get to one more verse. Um, the last verses in our Torah portion are about choosing life, as in like train spotting. Remember train spotting in the movie, Choose Life? So, I've given before, see this, I've given before you today life and good and death and bad. I've given it before you. It is a matter of choice, which is also a philosophical concept. There is choice. You can choose it. You can choose it if you wish. There is a choice before you, and I've given you that choice. Choose life. Choose the Torah. Choose the land of Israel. Choose to defeat bad guys. <laughs> Uh, choose, to, choose to live it intensely, excitedly, with a lot of love, with a lot of juice. Choose life. Uh, and the Torah really says that to you. And that, that's, that's what tshuva is really about. It's about, I want to choose life. I don't want to go down this path anymore that I've been on before. I want to choose life. I want to choose being connected to you. I want to choose living a life of meaning. I want to choose passing it to, to my children. I want to choose life. And I know that every single one of you who's listening to the show is a life chooser. If you've listened to, uh, to this part of the show, all I'm asking for you to do, I'm asking for you to do one tiny little thing. Please send me a hashtag, choose life. Or Hebrew, just send me a little tag somewhere that says choose life. Okay? I don't want to hear any choose Brooklyn. I want to hear choose life. But even in Brooklyn, choose life. Um, uh, at least there's, there's minyanim and Torah and kosher food here, you know. But choose, choose life. And uh, Jews choose life.
Maybe that's the name of the show. Should I call Jews Choose Life? And then, um, and again, at the very end of the Torah portion, he says, uh, God, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hedoti b'chem hayom et ha-shemayim v'et ha-aretz, ha-chayim v'amavet. Hedoti hayom et ha-shemayim, let's start again. Hedoti b'chem, I have, I have made witness upon you, hayom, today, and that's another thing which is today is a big concept, today. What can you do today? How can you come closer today? What is the step you took today? So today I have made witness of this covenant at the Shamaim Vataritz, the heavens and the earth, Hachaim Vamavit, the life and the death. Natat oh excuse me. At the I made the same mistake again. At the Shamaim Vataritz, that's the witnesses. Hachaim Vamavit Natati Lafanecha. I've given put before you the choice of of life and death. I've put that choice before you. Habrachavaklala, the the blessing and the curse. Ubacharta B'chaim, choose life. so that you can live. you and your seed. Isn't that, you know, it's so complex and then yet so simple. Choose life. This is the real life. This is the real life. And then finally, a, a, a giant catch-all phrase, to do what? La'avat Hashem lokecha, to love Hashem your God, lishmoa bekolo, to hear His voice, l'davu davkabo to cleave to Him, for he is your life and the meaning of your life, the purpose of your of your days. And then he says, and guess what? Torah? Yes. Where? To sit on the earth. Which Hashem your God swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them. So you'll choose life. You'll live with Torah. You'll live on the land. We'll fulfill the blessings. You, when I say we'll fulfill the, the, excuse me, we'll fulfill the promises. When I say we, I mean to say God is going to fulfill his promise, but you're also going to fulfill the promise of being that holy nation, oh, that holy nation. All right, folks, uh, that's our Torah portion of Nitzavim. I am in beautiful Brooklyn. Uh, I got one more day here um, in New York, and then off to... The Holy Land, Bezrat, Bezrat, Bezrat Hashem, to rejoin my family and to have Rosh Hashanah this year on the Mount of Olives overlooking the Temple Mount. I'm quite excited. Uh, back to my old stomping grounds. And I want to hear from you. First thing, send me a hashtag, choose life, exclamation point. Uh, and write me an email, yishai at the land of Israel.com. Also, I want to say that uh, um, this is the time to give a little tzedakah or a lot of tzedakah. And you, I'm, I know you're giving to so many other things. Uh, please help me continue to uh, do my show, my show uh, which is a big schut. Hashem gives me the koach to do it. If you can help out, we really appreciate it. Uh, and we do a lot of other little secret projects. So whatever you can give really helps a lot. And it's that easy at yishaifleischer.com. Uh, to, to, to give. Our network is doing great things. That's called the Land of Israel Network, thelandofisrael.com. The Jewish community of Hebron is doing great things by beautifying the tombs of the mothers and fathers and by helping you visit the tombs of the mothers and fathers and being a strong community in the face of, of many ordeals and challenges. Please visit us, hebronfund.org. I do urge you to give a little bit of tzedakah before Rosh Hashanah. Tzedakah, teshuva, tefillah, tzedakah, uh, uh, repentance, prayer, and charity. Mavirim at Roagzera help help you overcome uh, any uh, decrees that that are uh, set against us, 
any of us, the nation as a whole, and us individually in particular. Uh, and finally, I want to bless you with really a great new year and a healthy new year and a close new year and a loving new year and a family new year and a parnasa new year and, 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 a, and a really a health, a gesund. <laughs> I, I, need to, I don't even speak Yiddish, but I would love to slip into some Yiddish like, and just offering you like a real Yiddish abracha of, of Hatzlacha, of Gesund, of Mazel, of, of, uh, of Nachas, of Briut, uh, all the good things uh, from heaven. Uh, God, is, God has given us the greatest blessing, which is to live in this magical time of revelation. And we just got to keep the door open for more blessings. He's ready to, to dole them out. All we have to do is receive. God bless you folks wherever you are. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected. Lots of love from Brooklyn on the way to the Holy Land. Shana Tova. All men dream, but not equally, says T.E. Lawrence. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men. They may act their dream with open eyes to make it possible. Now I'm trying to keep my eyes open and watch as my dream unfolds around me because I'm Rob Mike Foyer and this is The Jewish Story. Join Rav Mike Foyer for the best Jewish history podcast, The Jewish Story, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.